three years ago today has been a common theme this uh, this weekend, probably the weeks leading up. The realization that this time last year, like three years ago, was, uh, man, kind of the great unknown. Now, before I get to, like, this day, three years ago, uh, and some of the confusion and whatnot, uh, I figured I'd backtrack to the beginning of 2020. Kind of as a, hey, where was I? Where was my mindset? Then, hey, on this day, three years ago, and subsequently what I thought potentially was going to happen, and uh, where I'm at today. I know I don't do these very often, or often enough, so, um, yeah. Now, if you're looking at the cover art, that was, uh, that became the norm. Beginning probably around this point, and then three years, you know, moving forward three years ago. So, in uh, January, the start of 2020, I was actually coming off of being really sick. Um, I had had a flu for, um, man, about three weeks, maybe, maybe uh, almost a month, like, terrible fever, terrible, terrible everything, to be honest, if I'm being really honest about it. It was, uh, it was tough, and I wasn't the only one who was sick. Wife was sick, stepson got sick, and I have had walking pneumonia. I've had bronchitis, so I'm susceptible to stuff. And anytime I get sick, my uh, my breathing can become an issue, can become labored. Uh, I can get congested really easily. So, uh, but man, it hit me. I thought it was just a common cold. So, you know, I tried to tough it out. We, we still had shows in, in, you know, the ending part of December and early January. Um, I had had this kind of cough throughout. Usually if my, what I would later find, like if my allergies got tripped up, then I would, I would have this cough. Sometimes I couldn't control it. I remember a couple of instances like where we would do outdoor shows and something in the air would catch me and then I'd have coughing fits. My, my mom suffers from respiratory issues as well. So um, I thought, man, maybe I'm susceptible to it. Um, but I just remember being real sick most of December. And so when January hit, I was still, um, still a little under the weather, but for the most part, I was you know, I figured I was out of the woods. So, you know, I'm finally feeling a little bit better, but again, have this cough, finally get figure out after a little bit of back and forth that I have asthma. So I go on an inhaler early January. Uh, GSL, man, we were doing pretty well, you know, as a group. We were uh, launching our web series, uh, GSL 2020. It was going to be the year of celebration for us. And um, 
yeah, I honestly had these hopes for us. We had a lot of shows coming up, uh, at least until March and, uh, and beyond, but, you know, mainly, uh, through March, I knew we had, you know, some, some events that were going to tie up some loose ends and close some chapters and, uh, start some new ones. And, uh, but I think we were gaining our stride, you know, at least the core group were pretty successful. I think the group as a whole had, um, pretty good success. We, uh, you know, I just remember, oh man, with the web series and whatnot, we were, we're about to start making more waves. Um, later that month, I found out that my wife was pregnant, which was, oh man, uh, one of the happiest days. I was beyond excited um, when my wife gave me that news and uh, also like in the back of my head, like, okay, I, I know I'm going to take a break. Um, as soon as this baby's born, I, you know, logistically, I think that's, you know, there, there are going to be some conversations. Um, I started to kind of formulate in my mind. Of course, we had episodes coming out, uh, you know, for the web series as, as, uh, as we filmed and created content, we put it out. My wife was doing a lot of that. So, um, so yeah, I was, man, I think on cloud nine. I think two weeks later, I had a definite uh, setback and uh, definite concern. Oh, one other thing. I was also coaching at AAPW at that point. Uh, I was mentoring, doing, uh, you know, kind of a character development. I was trying to figure out uh, the best approach when it came to coaching. I didn't want to do very lecture-heavy stuff, although that's what it seemingly was becoming. Um, I would ask you know, talent, hey, you have any questions, and, and, uh, in hopes of getting more engagement, I didn't want to necessarily have us all bump all the time, you know, I wasn't necessarily gonna want to do a bump-heavy kind of class, I wanted to, you know, let's kind of, the mental aspect, and again, character development, uh, finding your voice and whatnot, um, and I had some ideas for what, how that would go, and wanted to work with the traders that exist, you know, we're already there, because obviously I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So, a lot of good stuff coming, you know, coming out of the start of 2020 web series, you know, putting out content, GSL, the celebration tour, um, you know, potential of like, you, you would see all these flyers with the buildup of, you know, a Texas contingent going to, to WrestleMania weekend, and, um, just the hustle and bustle of like where, where the industry was headed or, you know, was going at that point with, you know, AEW and a few other things. And so, man, I, I thought, wow. So again, in February, I suffer a pretty, pretty significant setback for me, um, doing double duty. I've said this before, but GSL were our baby faces at the show in early February, uh, Nate Andrews, love a boy Nate Andrews, as I know, um, had put on a show with TASW as kind of the, uh, like a co-promotional type of situation, 
but we were coming in as baby faces so I was very excited about that and wanted to see what that would look like in practice and at least from the early onset of that I remember being very positive about it just another like oh wow we are oh man if we could do this we can take this party everywhere god you know like and we could probably be profitable uh, you know it'd be tough but I think we could do some stuff Oh man, maybe we do a GoFundMe, you know, keep the party going, kind of, kind of fun or something like that. Again, thoughts, you know, of what we could, where we could take the group. Um, I ended up, and I rarely share this, but it's funny because I, I see flyers. I may share one at some point um, in the coming weeks, but uh, that I'm on a flyer playing two separate characters. I'm on the same flyer twice, uh, just as different characters. But um, I'd found out that um, someone had canceled last minute, I think, or maybe within that week they had canceled. So I was asked, hey, can you bring the alternate personality, you know, the alternate personality, a mass character I'd done uh, for TASW here and there, but mainly for reality wrestling when I was there. Um, and... Uh, early in the match, I think I get tagged in, I'm going to wrestle against the great ones, which is, which would, you know, I mean, for me, I was like, oh, it's a no-brainer, I get to wrestle with them, I've got a tag partner, I get to play this character, what could possibly go wrong, I could get in, get out, uh, look menacing, you know, put those guys over, and then work the main event with Estrella as a, as a babyface champion. I mean, we did, we came out to celebration. We had this big, big party to, you know, to start the show. Again, what could go wrong? Early in the match, I think first time I'm tagged in, I uh, get in there and I go to do a double clothesline. Something I've done, you know, fairly regularly if you're doing a tag match simple enough but through no fault of anyone's I probably didn't stretch enough I was at that point I wasn't I wasn't doing my daily stuff we had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff throughout the show so it'd be always tough to really you know I we'd have multiple segments and this was no different and then I had the added not really I mean you know I probably would have came out with the great ones although at that point we I know we would kind of give whatever like if it was the great ones match then we kind of give them you know their their shine we wouldn't necessarily always be out there unless needed uh, unless we felt like it was needed for the story when it came time for you know if I was the main event then it was like all hands on deck kind of deal plus I think it fit the narrative of like I needed all these all this help um, but um so again, I probably would have, you know, maybe been out there with baby faces that set the other, but I was out there and uh, here I am, you know, wrestling with these guys, but I do this double clothesline and I feel a pop, hear a pop, my left shoulder, and then my arm goes pretty much limp for a moment. I'm able to kind of mess with it. It doesn't feel like it's broken or, you know, dislocated or anything like that, but I do know something's wrong and we do continue through the match. I mean, I think we had about a 10 minute match and I did 
you know, the spots that I was going to do, but you could tell I was laboring pretty significantly. Um, and so, um, we get to the back after the match, I undress and I can tell that something's definitely wrong with it. We do intermission, I think. We have a meet and greet after the show. And I'm, I've kind of got my arm up. Because I think it's my shoulder. Um, I won't, wouldn't know till, till later that it was, it was, you know, the bicep. And really, I have never, when, got an MRI. There, there's, didn't have, didn't have the finances uh, to, to cover it. So, um, I never got it looked at. Outside of getting a specialist to look at it. I ended up not wrestling in the main event. What we did was we had, I want to say, Warmonger come out and hit me with a chair and kind of laid me out uh, safely. I felt, you know, I could still take, you know, little bumps, but to work a match with Estrella, I definitely didn't think I could do that, being one-armed. I think it would have really hurt the match. And really, how, how do you tell, how do we do that? Oh, I could have injured myself early. Uh, we, we could I could have fought for it, but at that point I was a little slightly panicked. I was panicked also because I knew we had all these shows coming up. Yeah, this is the first part of February. So um, I ended up again getting injured. Or we do an injury angle. We film content for the webisode, and I'm like, well, we'll see. I think at that point I hand the belt to Terry, who is you know kind of oversees TASW when, when Bob's not around. Uh, you know, kind of an unsung hero, but I think he's getting his flowers now, which I really am ec ecstatic for because the guy truly deserves them. Because um, he really makes that show run when when Bob's not around. Really holds it together, but. Um, Again, you know, like, ah, oh, I meant to get to wrestle Estrella again, and didn't get that opportunity, kind of a babyface versus babyface. Oh, what would that could have been, you know, like, because I'm normally a heel, you know, with, with uh, GSL, but um, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I was bummed about not being able to work, but I was mad that I was in the position to begin with, you know, that I'm not getting paid extra to do two matches, you know, that... Uh, I'm really questioning that. I'm starting to get a little frustrated now. I have to hand him the belt back. I'm like, guys, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm like, I'm probably still gonna wrestle. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not gonna stop being bucked. Well, we'll just work around it kind of deal. Like, I didn't, you know, unless, unless I went to a specialist and they're like, oh, bro, you need surgery. I was like, well, let's find out what it is, but fine, you know, take the belt. I have three others at that point. Um, all good. My bag can be a little lighter. Um, again, we're working through the, we've, you know, from GSL, from web series, we're, you know, you can watch all that stuff on YouTube. It's still there. Uh, but you, you know, we've messed with these infinity gauntlets, uh, both of them at this point. And so you have, you know, 12 stones in play, I guess. And so, uh, we've caused a truly cosmic, chain event and have really twisted GSL from, from a narrative standpoint. We've put ourselves in different dimensions and different universes and uh, 
just different realities and like we're playing with that and we're, we're sowing the seeds of this being something you know because I, I had these grandiose ideas of what like where we could have taken it um, for 2020 um, so I got the arm looked at again uh, I've probably mentioned this before but basically I was told well surgery is not a necessity you'll just have to figure out what the limitations are it's one of those injuries like it'll heal it's going to take time but you'll start to get stronger you'll start to see and um you know if that bothers you and you can't deal with the limitations then at that point like you know we could discuss surgery but again i didn't even get past the mri phase like i didn't even get to that phase i've thought of going back since and like okay what where is my arm today but i've not done that um i know it's stronger but i'll get into that in a bit a little bit. Uh, we had the rest of February. We had some big, um, big like storyline matches, stuff at Hurricane Pro. We had kind of our our blow off, the final chapter with uh, with the New Warriors, which was you know this feud that was like a year build up, you know, for the most part, multiple shows within, not just uh, TASW but Hurricane Pro. You know, we're all over their content. Had this big blow off, uh, eight man with my shoulder. You know, I defend the TCW, what I was calling sexy weight championship. Um, I want to say I, I don't believe I had a fearless pro defense, but you know, I was still TASW champion. And I want to say we hadn't, we were going to be doing a RWR show in April. And that would have been my, I think, first title defense. And I want to say it was going to be against Brian Keith, who was, uh, who had helped me win, but I had also cost him, I think. So we had some storylines brewing. So all I knew was I needed to see where I was in, you know, as soon as possible kind of deal. And so, you know, I worked through it. Luckily, I had opportunities here and there to just kind of see, you know, where I can go with it, um, you know, if it's uh, viable, and for the most part, I could work around it, I remember working like um, Dylan Wells, I want to say, he probably goes by something else, but I know he's got multiple, you know, he's got himself in, anyway, it's not that you're going there, I know I remember working him at TCW, and knowing I was limited, and he really worked with me on that, then ACW had matches, and you know, GSL at that point, God, we're eight members deep, and we've got, like, I, I think what we did there was great, because it was like a big carousel of waterfall of finishes, where we all got involved, and, you know, like, in, in this big title match, and, you know, the baby faces vanquished us. And so, like, oh, well, what's the next chapter? Like, that's how we closed it. TASW, we had, from best of the best 2020, started to lose our momentum. But I was still champion. And I think we were working to humble rumble. And it was probably going to be Edron Stone with uh, Nate Slater and a few. Probably those two is my main bits of competition for the championship, but I had also been pitching this idea of potentially getting 
other younger talent to be in the mix and even go as far as like to create a a, a rival stable and kind of almost even we could have even done like potentially like an outsiders and we're the TASW guard so to speak so then we flipped from being these massive heels to to baby faces by the summer I would say um, but yeah I think Umble Rumble was uh, you know on the horizon then I was going in as champion and, and whatnot. Um, that was also a leap year. Strangely. Um, so we had the February 29th show. It was me and Edron Stone. I think it was a lumber. I think we were working towards a lumberjack match. And I have always enjoyed working with Edron. I think he's got a tremendous, tremendous ability and just a quality human being. And between him and Slater, who another guy who I have immense respect for, the I could see, oh man, this is this could be really something. And again, GSL, I just felt like we were gonna get more and more refined with our stuff, and that the web series would catapult us to something else. We had these, you know, NWO-inspired GSL shirts that were doing fairly well. I wouldn't say necessarily online, but I remember speaking to Stan Callahan about at least doing a big bulk order of them and selling them and having, you know, where we work out some some kind of deal. Um, but it all, oof. I mean, I would say going into March of 2020 I I really had all the positive feelings about it and, and, you know and also like slightly burned out uh, just because we were doing so much but knowing that I I enjoyed having some time off I think I had a weekend off uh, where it wasn't a bunch of shows or a bunch of segments so I was able to like slightly recharge my batteries and again I was excited about uh, you know, nervously uh, excited about the uh, the prospect of of Connie giving birth. Um, man, I was oof, I was in a whole nother world at that point. March 2020, and this is when things start to really take a turn. Surreal, bizarre, tragic, life altering world changing all of it and I think early on I was probably like a lot of people slightly skeptical of a lot of it um, didn't know what to make of it when the early report came around again I had you hear the symptoms oh, man they were did we have it you know you kind of think along those lines um, am I uh, you know the fear of potentially catching it. I'm asthmatic at this point. At least that's what the uh, assumption is. Uh, I also have, you know, not pre-diabetic, but like, eh, keep keep your diet the way it is, and potentially. Uh, and my wife's pregnant, and it's a high-risk pregnancy. And so all of that um, led to just kind of this general like, oh man, what? has happened 
But again, life as usual. You know, I've heard of Ebola breakouts and like, uh, you know, that, until they shut stuff down, I'm not going to be too concerned. I'll just be mindful and try to avoid things. Um, when the NBA like postpones their season, you know, at first they're canceling games and then it's like, oh, we're going to postpone stuff. Things aren't going to happen. I think that's when I first really took notice that this was totally different from what, um, from anything else. You know, anything in my lifetime, I've never experienced anything like this. When WWE starts to cancel shows, and AEW has to cancel shows in the sense of like, well, we're not canceling, we're just not going to have fans, and we're going to move events from arenas or from stadiums, now we're just going to be doing them in like the performance center or, you know, uh, Daly's Place for Jackson, you know, Jacksonville for AEW. And on, on my, you know, on like our front, I think we still had hope that we were going to do shows. I mean, obviously for a moment there, I was like, oh, I don't really want to catch it. Definitely. I don't want to catch it. People are dying from it. Um, but I also don't want to cancel because we've got this run going and the show must go on. That was, that's always been the mentality for a lot of performers. The show just must go on. You don't even think of the consequences of what could happen. You know, you try to take that out of your head because, again, we, we were on this run and, like, oh, you know, this is a good run and I don't, you know, know how much more time I have. You know, I oh man, extended break. I don't know what that means. Oh, you know. Oh, you know, my wife, she's pregnant when she do September. God, you know, like, so hopefully this, you know, once we got into lockdown mode, I'm like, well, hopefully this isn't a long-term thing, right? Okay, you know, two weeks, maybe a month. Oh, okay, you know, and then we're, we're kind of back to normal. The some, some semblance of normalcy. All right. Um, God, I can rest then. And my wife can stay home from work. And, um, I want to say maybe the first few weeks I didn't, we didn't really venture, you know, we ventured out. I mean, I maybe ventured out here and there to get what we needed, but you also notice places would be closed and, um, you know, masks were a thing. I, I embraced it. You know, I was like, fine. I, I know, uh, other countries, they do that, you know, for certain, for certain seasons, you know, what the cold season, they're like, nope, we want to make sure everybody's fine. And, um, so it didn't, I, it didn't bother me too much. I mean, getting a mask, finding out what masks work best, um, might be one thing, but I probably was like, okay, you know, I, I mean the wiping down and stuff, I, you know, we, I think we did to an extent, but I wanted to trust that we just, you know, we were going to be lucky and not, not have to deal with it. Um, when I'd hear someone had caught it, oh man, I've, I've, I worried for them because you just didn't know. 
some people, uh, you know, but it seemed to be taking people out. Once it started seemingly to take people out and it was, you know, certain people were, were real susceptible. And again, we were high risk of, because of, uh, existing stuff. Um, you know, I kind of, I, again, I welcomed, I remember us having conversations as a group with, as GSL. I didn't realize at the time that February 29th would, was the last show for us. Uh, that um, February, I want to say 23rd was the last show for like the eight, the, the, the eight members. And that February 29th would be in essence, the last for, you know, at least the five or, you know, five or six of us as a group. I didn't, I didn't think, oh man, we need to take a curtain call. Um, I think I, uh, at some point I thought, oh man, we should do a COVID edition version because we were already be, due to the fact that most of GSL was scattered out. Some lived in San Antonio, some lived in early, near early Texas, some lived in Houston, I lived in Austin, um, or around Austin. So getting us all together would always be tough. If we were together, then we'd film content. But, you know, with, with the advent of technology, like Zoom meetings and such, I thought, oh, we could probably have done something with that to, uh, you know, oh, what are we doing in, during COVID? And probably uh, would have made light of it because we would have done what everyone else is doing. Um, some great stuff came out. I saw some great stuff, whether it was the stunt you know, the stunt woman, men, action star, uh, wrestler stuff where people, you know, flipping their phones to someone, another person would catch up that trend. Uh, you know, I thought of stuff, but at the same time, I think I was partially burnt out and needed the break and thought, well, once we find out that shows will start again, then we'll start implementing where we want to go. But I know three at this time three years ago, you know, based on the cover art for this episode, that I was thankful that we were canceling or postponing that show, canceling it at that point. Because um, again, I, you know, from a personal standpoint, I needed, I needed to rest. Um, I needed to recharge. And um, again, you know, I was thankful for for it. Now, as we speed up, you know, as we, we fast forward a little bit into, um, the rest of 2020, I mean, it was, it was a pretty big year, uh, you know, as far as you just saw how the world changed. I, I could recall situations where once I started getting on the road, how little traffic there was, gas prices, how, how low they had gotten, uh, and uh, just kind of how social norms changed in, in many ways. You know, people weren't, weren't so willing to invade other people's spaces because it, uh, you know, if you breathe on each other wrong or you don't wash your hands and you touch someone, potentially you're passing on this, uh, this, uh, you know, life-threatening illness and um, that thing's super contagious as contagious as a cold, you know, the fact that it, it kind of taught all of us like, man, cover your mouth when you, when you sneeze or cough, uh, use, use your, you know, the inner part of your elbow, uh, 
you know, shaking hands and stuff. Uh, do we always have to do that? You know, like you would, it, oh, it challenged certain, certain behaviors and whatnot. Um, and truth be told, I was not in any rush. Uh, you know, once we got into the summer months, I knew, okay, well, my wife's going to be due in September. Um, you know, okay, well, maybe we do a show, but it would be basically to either relinquish or what's the next chapter or uh, a myriad of, of thoughts. But I definitely know I was in no hurry to get back out there. I, you know, myself, I was very concerned for my health and not just my health, but the health of my wife, my unborn son, my stepson. Um, I just knew that my priorities were way different. Uh, I wasn't so concerned about when the next wrestling show was going to happen. Um, I will say this. I, I do, in some respects, wish we had done some stuff. Whether, again, it was to not necessarily close a chapter, but obviously, you know, obviously talk about what was going on. From a group standpoint, I wish GSL we had done some stuff because we did have a web series and we had already been able to do stuff remotely. Uh, and I thought, if nothing else, to either continue the story or close it out. But again, I was, you know, mentally strained and I, you know, really didn't want to necessarily stress about stuff like that because I, again, my head wasn't totally in wrestling. I would do uh, episodes, you know, I, I was on a couple of podcasts at that point. I was asked, you know, what, what what was my thought on on a lot of it, and you know, truth be told, I was like, eh, you know, I'm not hating it because my wife's healthy, I'm healthy, you know, we're trying to remain healthy. She's pregnant, this, that, the other, and I got, I was pretty clear about what my mentality was when it came to to it. I will say this. Um, I did give it some thought when AEW did start having, like, talent be fans as far as, you know, uh, I don't want to say enhancement talent, but people going out there for tryouts and being on dark and elevation, uh, that they got to sit kind of ringside and be be the crowd for, for uh, the talent, because I know wrestling in front of no one can be a total mindfuck. And so it was really interesting to watch that stuff. Um, but I thought there were there were probably a couple of situations where I I would have been real eager to, to do stuff. Whether it was going to Jacksonville, filming, recording a road trip, and I think I had this thought. And even if we just go as fans, but GSL to kind of somehow work it out where we could be there, watch the shows, or be there and actually get on the shows and that be the net one of the narratives for us uh either that or you know a quote-unquote reunion show or again like hey we're fa fast forwarding to the future maybe 2023 2024 um and bringing in those elements 
or I even thought, oh, if we had done like a join the party, house party, cinematic match, uh, which would have been uh, someone wakes up in a room and <laughs> they're immediately, their goal is to try to get out of the party and we're just there to continue the party kind of deal. Uh, and with, I thought, oh, well, you know, small enough crew, we, we all kind of film it. Um, we could probably do something with it. WrestleMania taking place, you know, in in all for all intents and purposes, the Performance Center, and then um, the Thunderdome, and you know, again, AEW with their with with the way they were putting out content, and there are other people that when they would start to put out content again, I know early on I had no desire once local shows started running to be a part of them. Um, Again, I was dealing with asthma and my wife being pregnant. So when I would get approached about shows, at least though, you know, early on, I was not really up to doing anything. I, you know, I, in some respects, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have the, the, the desire to do it because I can only imagine, you know, and, and in some respects, had it just been me, I probably would have tried to wrestle as much as possible, you know, because again, I'm in this mindset that, oh, I don't, I don't have a lot of time, you know, I don't know how much longer, you know, uh, one, physically, I'll want to keep doing it, um, plus with the impending, uh, birth of my son, you know, I knew, okay, I know I'm going to take a break once he's born, and I, that, that could be fairly extended, you know, one, two, maybe three years, um, so I was cognizant of that stuff, but again, I wasn't going to risk my health, I, I, to be fair, a lot of times you're, you're signing a waiver, you know, at least back then, you're signing a waiver that, hey, anything that happens, they're not liable for, at least with TASW, there was a waiver being signed. I think Reality Wrestling was the same way. Some places didn't have any kind of waiver, uh, which you, you would grow to appreciate because at least in in those in those situations, uh, maybe maybe they help you out. But you know, I look at my shoulder, for instance, right? No phone call. Hey man, how's the shoulder? Uh, no no offer to to assist if, if, uh, you know, the shoulder arm, you know, if I need surgery or for an MRI or any, I mean, I got hurt on your watch, but because I signed a waiver and that made me feel a certain kind of way, right? You know, they weren't checking in and it, it was only with the, when we had to be forced to slow down and shows weren't happening that you come to the realization of the things that you let slide, right? Oh man, are they really? They aren't. They aren't looking out for me. That's how I started to feel. So I'm like, well, I I don't really. Can they afford rapid tests? I mean, we need to be tested. Are we really going to do this with with masks on? You know, oh, I could. You know, we got some. 
I have like a box full of GSL masks. That's where I, you know, for the group as well as to, to sell, you know, I, we, you know, we, I have a whole box of ones that are never going to see the light of day. Um, because, you know, just because, but back then it was like, oh, well, you know, we could maybe do something with it. I was trying to think of ways again, like the cinematic matches, you know, kind of putting it into our own hands, uh, to where we could limit the, the amount of exposure potentially. But again, in those situations, it's all about trust and I'm not going to lie. I didn't trust a lot of promoters. I didn't trust a lot of, of, uh, the locker rooms, you know, it's, it's tough enough again to, to have any, you know, in some respects to even have space to stretch or space to to really kind of let your, you know, to stretch yourself out, so to speak, or enough room for yourself. Sometimes you're, you know, it made me really start to examine a lot of the missteps companies would make that I was currently dealing with. Now, like, hey, go to an AEW, WWE, or Impact, or something like that, where they probably have uh, protocol in place, or they've worked out protocol where you know, people are either getting tested or, or the you know contact's real minimal. But in a, you know, situation like wrestling, how do you how do you really ensure that? Uh, again, the idea of not performing in front of a crowd, with, especially with GSL when it's very crowd centric, um, which is most wrestling. So it definitely was a. You know, again, there were a lot of, there were more cons than pros to me wanting to do it. And again, I was on this uh, bit of a time crunch because once Jackson was born or would be born, I knew I was taking a break. And that's how I, I looked at it. Now, I also was doing deliveries, I was, you know, which I'm still doing. I do, you know, work for DoorDash when I'm not uh, at home. But I, you know, you definitely notice changes, you know, as far as uh, getting hand sanitizer from, from the company or getting um, masks from the company was always helpful. Uh, the protocol for delivering food, the, the big changes, right? Um, you know, I, I know for a fact, like, oh man, I hot did fairly well uh, as far as how they package their to-go stuff. Uh, McDonald's eggs, I mean, they are the greatest example of, of doing it really well. Um, there's some that I think to this day still struggle. Uh, you know, to see places closing that don't normally close, to see how understaffed certain, certain places would be, the chaos of all of it, but, you know, the no contact delivery has in some respects been a godsend um, and in other respects you know you, you do miss out on some stuff um, but it, it was real interesting again to, to be in be on the roads at, at early on you know once the pandemic kind of really started to take shape and the lockdown was taking shape you kind of see the, the best in people and you see the worst in people. There were really great examples from 
everyone wanting to give flowers to, to the first responders and those people that were in the hospitals, tending to people that were sick and putting their own lives at risk and, uh, you know, the essential workers and, and the support that would show for that. And then on the flip side, hey, let's hoard everything because we just don't know it could be the end of the world because that's what it felt like for, for, for a lot of us. Like, God, literally, you could die breathing from breathing to catch something, touch it. And again, some, some common sense stuff. I remember us watching Contagion. I had watched that movie before, but it almost being like, wow, this is what's going. Wow. You know, you, you almost, you marvel at, at, uh, how, how, uh, art and life could just melt and, um, yeah, I'm still amazed at how, how it's all shaken up. I will say that, um, if I fast forward to now, it's very interesting looking at, you know, especially this time period where we know, oh, three years ago, uh, everyone's life changed. You know, everyone was impacted by this. Whether it was the actual disease, a variant of the illness, or just overall, uh, you know, it forced a lot of us, probably all of us, uh, to look at what was important or what is important and to slow down. And at least early on in those three years, I, I probably looked at it, and I think I can't speak for everyone, but I, I think a lot of us probably looked at it as uh, you know, we were grateful that we're alive and we're able to shoot, you know, spend time with family and whatnot. And then, you know, hey, life gets, gets going. Um, I haven't been to, I don't think I've been to a movie theater in, uh, since, the, since the lockdown. I don't think I've been to one. I probably will go... I think maybe the plan is that we go for The Flash when that movie comes out. Um, I think I want to see that in the theater. But with streaming and such, it, you know, and, and our setup at home, it's real easy to just wait for stuff to come out. Love the idea of streaming stuff. I love that, uh, uh, you know, the availability of, of movies and uh, just how a lot of things did change. Uh, I did eventually start going back to wrestling shows in uh, 2022, I want to say. I, that's when I really kind of dipped my toe back into it. Um, I still wear a mask, especially when I'm doing deliveries, um, especially if I'm going to be face-to-face with anyone or if I'm going to be somewhere for any length of time. Sometimes that's just, hey, my allergies, I don't want to sneeze or, uh, you know, just can can make my life a little easier and give me a little peace of mind. Um, I don't know. You know, I was a, probably a homebody for the most part before it. So uh, it, getting to spend as much time with my wife, definitely getting to spend time with my son, not really being... You know, those are my priorities, you know, my stepson and the house that I'm currently residing in and those that are uh, real close to me um, 
will remain real close to me. It, uh, I don't know, it also kind of prepared me for, you know, life after wrestling. If that indeed is the thing, right? So, um, I just, uh, I look at my timeline and uh, memories and such, and it's real interesting. The, the next few weeks, I'm going to see a, more of that stuff of how 2020 impacted us. And I'm sure I'll be sharing that stuff. Um, as far as uh, content for here, I know I need to be more consistent. I would love to hear from people, you know, how, how did 2020 impact you? What were the biggest impacts? Uh, obviously, you know, the disease and whatnot, but, you know, how do you feel now, three years later? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty apprehensive when it comes to crowds. I'm still pretty apprehensive. Uh, I've gone to some some events like AEW and uh, gone to a restaurant here or there, but for the most part, I'm remaining home. My wife, for the most part, is remaining home. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm real curious how it's, how, like, this current generation, how they're impacted. I have seen some stuff, you know, as far as how the wrestling world has shaped. Um, once shows started to come back and, you know, the advent of social media and TikTok and a few other things that have really, you know, kind of changed, changed the way things are done. And it's a thing to truly marvel at. Um, I do think I'll probably do maybe a weekly check-in. I say that now, and I'm already going, well, what will I talk about next week? Who knows? You know, um, I do know that I am doing audio recordings for me in some respects. Uh, you know, I've had some some you know anniversaries come up, and I'm puts me in a certain mindset and you know as part of a way of coping with you know therapy for me is sometimes it's just talking about it so this this form of media does definitely help because I'm I do this sometimes I've recorded uh, stuff that I didn't think about uh, releasing or I considered releasing um, and I just didn't follow through with it so I just ended up not releasing it. I've recorded a handful of things over uh, probably even since the last episode that I put out um, where I uh, really you know I'm, I'm delving deep into some some stuff and I'm I, I don't know if I'm gonna put that stuff out. I might, but I don't know. I'd like to hear from anyone who listens to this. You know, if there's a topic you want me to discuss, where do you think I should take this? Uh, I have different ways. Maybe it just might become a, thing, a weekly check-in where I just talk about what's going on then. Um, you know, I've hinted at potentially doing other things. Again, I'm always appreciative of people that listen to this. I will try to keep you updated with my comings and goings and whatnot. Look at my Facebook and social media for other stuff that I'm doing. And until then, uh, I'll see you guys on down the road.